0: China's economy, not doing well. There was a reason why the government there wanted to delay the numbers until really after the 20th Party Congress festivities had ended. And what festivities they turned out to be. Now, strictly speaking, the uh, estimates for GDP, the big three, retail sales, industrial production, as well as fixed asset investments, unemployment rate, and some of the others, as well as the de- de- delayed estimates for imports and exports, global trade and surplus, all of those things suggested the same as they had been before the party Congress. So there was no new surprise in the data, which was large, largely the reason why they were delayed until after everything that happened. So put it simply, China's lack of economic growth is contributing to the global recession. Now that alone is enough for you to reconsider any dollar in investments and activities with China. But that doesn't account for what we're seeing, especially now, especially after what happened this weekend. And if you haven't seen, I strongly suggest that you Google Xi Jinping and Hu Jintao and the little dust up, little hiccup that they had right in front of everybody out in the open at the end of the Chinese Communist Party's 20th 20th Party Congress seeing what that seeing what happened and what that represented that was a clear warning sign to get out and get out of China now while you can and that's what what this trading this morning has been largely about hong kong stocks down cny down because the combination of economy and the backslide into maoism which was just basically confirmed is not a good in th- investment thesis global financial concerns around the world and the implications obviously concern everybody or should concern everybody around the world and before we get into all that I'm Jeff this is Eurodollar University if you want to know anything about what Eurodollar University is all about what we do check us out at our website eurodollar.university we've got memberships available we talk about education uh, learning the monetary system from the inside out, what really goes on, what a virtual currency system is and what it, how it actually operates, how little the Federal Reserve has to do with anything. There's also research subscriptions, partnership with Stephen Van Meter and Tracy Schuchart, uh, marketsinsiderpro.com, all the information you want to know about Eurodollar University at our website, eurodollar.university. So, wow, China, now everything that happens at these party congresses is carefully scripted, so you have to wonder if this dust up, this incident with Hu Jintao, was on purpose. Was there something that the was this a message that Xi Jinping was trying to send, not to the Chinese, but to the rest of the world? Because who, as Xi, as Xi's immediate uh, predecessor? represented a very different philosophy, a very different government philosophy that had to do with China's relations with everybody else around the world. Now, this backsliding into Maoism wasn't anything new. It was nothing that the Chinese have been hiding. It's simply, it's been misunderstood or mostly ignored in much of the Western media um, because it's sort of an ostrich policy among most Western observers, not wanting to believe that the Chinese are regressing and doing so in such substantial fashion. But this goes back to the 19th Party Congress, the last one in, in October of 2017. Well, most people around the world were busy, especially economists, were busy in 2017 trying to convince everyone of some globally synchronized growth miracle, an economic boom that wasn't a boom, The Chinese were busily creating this new China, this rejuvenation as she called it at the 19th party Congress, which wasn't really rejuvenation so much as it was a reflection that the global economy and the global circumstances of 2017 were nothing of the sort that economists were talking about back then. Globally synchronized growth makes for a nice bumper sticker, but when you're trying to rule China from a very top heavy, top down structure, without any legitimate prospects for economic growth, it becomes a very different story entirely. So the West was saying globally synchronized growth, everything's good. Xi Jinping was saying, what the hell are you talking about? There is no growth. I've got to prepare the Chinese system for something radically different. Guess which message got got passed around most of the West? Xi was just, oh, he's some quirky guy doing some funny things, kind of not good, but you know, not something we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna uh, not something we're gonna we'll focus too much on. So the message from the 19th Party Congress forward was Xi Jinping is going to do things differently, and the reason why was because the Chinese economy and the Chinese system had to reorient itself to actual conditions around the world. Now I just I already did a video recently about uh, what's go- the overview of Chinese communism, socialism, the history here, Deng Xiaoping and how he turns back on Maoism and how that needed to happen. All of the general stuff about socialism and Chinese adoption of socialism into its own circumstances. So, you know, the message the Chinese were, were, were really since Xi Jinping came to power in 2012 is that was one realizing that the global economy was never going back. And we can thank Ben Bernanke and his QE for this. The Chinese recognized from the very beginning that QE represented a complete shift in the worldview, not because of what QE was, but because QE didn't work and how everybody, I mean, most people who paid attention to the Japanese experience with QE knew it wasn't gonna work. And so from this perspective of China outside the US, Looking at Ben Bernanke responding to this, what they call a global financial crisis, which is really a global dollar shortage, by doing QE, the very thing that didn't work in Japan, you could understand why that might have rang some alarm bells in the Chinese system when a Chinese system had depended for decades on globalization. The monetary resources to make the global economy work and work well for China if that was going to be, if that was imperiled in any substantial or durable way as it represented, as QE represented, then what are you gonna do for, if you're China? Now there had always been this natural tension inside the Chinese system, which is what I was really talking about in that last video. So again, I urge you to check that one out if you wanna know, if you want to understand the deep fundamental processes at play here, but very briefly, it's technocrats versus princelings. And the princelings are more quasi-nationalist more than they are anything else, which means they're, if you put it in the context of Zhang Zemin's three represents, which are economic productivity, which is really economic growth, building a wealthy, prosperous society. The second one was laser focus on Chinese cultural characteristics. That's the one the princelings really focus and favor on. And then the third was a political majority which is this long-standing Marxist dream that once you create the socialist ideal system, everybody will welcome with open arms the system and no need for authoritarian repression because everybody will buy in, will immediately buy into the socialist paradise that the socialists have created. And that's really the technocratic position. It's an idealistic view on communism and socialism that it can be achieved, but it can only be achieved, this is where the pragmatism of Deng came in. It could only be achieved not under strict communist authoritarian rule, but by a limited embrace of Western ideas. Things like neoliberalist ideas, such as free markets and a limited form of capitalism. Now, there had always been a sort of fissure in the Chinese communist structure, this balance between Western ideas, limited capitalism, somewhat free markets, and the the hold on, on the uh, more Chinese Marxist principles. And it was always this back and forth between going too far to the, to the West and too far back toward the hardcore communist Mao, Mao Zedong version of socialism with Chinese characteristics. And we know where Xi Jinping falls, he is one of the princelings, more the nationalists who seems to care much more about the second of Zhang's represents, which is China for China, that nationalist fervor, versus the technocrats like Song Ping or Li Ke Kang, his nom- nominal number two, as well as a fellow by the name of Hu Jintao, who happened to be Xi Jinping's immediate predecessor, who was more of a technocrat. In fact, he was maybe the most powerful technocrat that the Chinese had produced. And it had been under whose rule or whose leadership which China probably looked the most Western and had moved the most Western that aroused the ire, the long-standing, long-simmering tensions inside this Communist Party fissure. Recognizing that the global economy was not coming back, especially after 2011. 2011, that second euro dollar disruption really was the final nail in the coffin for this idealistic Deng Xiaoping version of events. And again, who represented that technocratic ideal more than Hu Jintao? So it's in this context what happened this weekend at the 20th Party Congress really takes on added significance, massive added significance, because it was Hu who was basically shunned in front of all of the TV cameras. The TV cameras by the way, the, the, uh, the footage was not shown inside of China. At least that's, that's the word that most people have said that uh, it's reported around the media, that this was not for internal Chinese consumption, but it was allowed to be shown all around the world. The guy who represented the most Western brand of Chinese socialism has just been softly purged. I mean... I've heard some excuses about how Hu had some health effects, he wasn't feeling well. But anybody who watches that footage can see the message being sent loud and clear to everyone around the world. All the Western people who believe that China was neoliberalist, was moving toward its reform movement, was moving it closer and closer to ties with the West. She was sending a message here. No. The, the technocrats might've wanted to do that, but the hardcore nationalists, the princelings, were only willing to tolerate it so long as it was going to benefit China. And if it's not going to benefit China, and it hasn't for over a decade, they aren't going to tolerate it anymore. They're going to go back to their original socialist roots, which look a lot more like Mao Zedong than not. And it wasn't just this one incident with who, that also sends the same message. Another one, a fellow by the name of Yi Gang, who happens to be the head, the current head of the People's Bank of China. Yi was another technocrat. He's also what they called a sea turtle. And the sea turtles were all of these Communist Party officials, under Who, who were encouraged to first study in China and then go outside and get advanced degrees. At all sorts of Western universities to continue on this this trend toward Hu's vision of a technocratic socialist ideal, which limited capitalism and free markets, all that stuff. Now, Yi, I believe, uh, got an undergraduate degree in China and then went to Harvard. Of course, he did. Um, so, as a sea turtle, he he took he got a lot of uh, favor under Hu's regime. Um, at the last party of congress yi was i believe selected as an alternate for the central committee which is a huge deal in communist china whereas in the 20th party of congress just recently during the during the congress it was not really announced but yi's name was left off the list of both full membership as well as alternates which kind of sends the signal yi's out too so another technocrat and there's any number of examples: Li Kang, who had already uh, had already been had already announced his retirement, um, left off the list of the Central Party Committee too, and a number of others. Essentially, Xi has been purging all of the former Huists, the technocrats, the idealists, in favor of those who share Xi's vision of not really socialism but she, he she's vision of china nationalist china the second to represent cultural china above everything else and that's really what this entire 20th party congress came to represent she's vision of a muscular chinese china's uh, china economics is self-sustaining self self-sufficient i can say these words right basically the exact opposite of what Hu Jintao's uh, method, Hu Jintao's goal had been. So this can't have been an accident, what happened with Hu over the weekend. Hu was very, I mean, he was forced out of the, he tried to get Xi's attention to talk to him. As a former leader of the Communist Party, of China, to be treated like that, that was a message to the Western world and the message was she is taking China back in the direction that he said he was going to all along. So from the perspective of the global euro dollar system, you were already concerned about the Chinese economy. What are you, are you even more concerned today? Of course you are. So why are Hong Kong stocks down big? It's not just about Hong Kong or Hong Kong stocks, it's about the dollars that are disappearing from China, even though, as we just got the update for September trade statistics, China just had a near record trade surplus yet again. On the six-month average basis, it is the highest China has ever seen. So there should be dollars in China, but there aren't. And the reason there aren't is because the market has has heard Xi Jinping, has seen Xi Jinping and his his transformation really out in the open this entire time and said, Uh uh-oh, this is not a good sign. And it's not just about dollars, it's not just about Hong Kong stocks, nor even China's economy. There is a much bigger issue at play here. What does the world look like where China is turning inward? It doesn't look like a good place at all. So there are enormous spillover effects, not just in terms of risk-taking in financial markets or dollars disappearing around the rest of the world, The implications are political for those inside of China, political for those very near China, Taiwan, Hong Kong, as well as the rest of the world. As my old friend Emil Kalinowski always said, globalizations come and they go. And when they go, this kind of fragmentation in first economics, well, first money, as he always, I mean, he always points out there's there's monetary behind all of these, But first, the monetary system starts to fragment, break down, then the economic system and cooperation begin to break down. And next thing you know, neighbors are at each other's throats because in a period with prolonged economic difficulties, even stagnation, dare I say depression, what happens? This is what history shows. Countries tend to turn inward, look at their own needs first when the pie isn't growing. And that's what the economic data showed, which we already know, which we already knew all along. China's pie is not really growing at a a pace that the rest of the world requires. And Xi Jinping just said, raised his middle finger to everybody else around the world and said, too damn bad. We're doing our own thing because that's what we think makes sense for China. And our own thing no longer looks like what it had between the 1980s and around the time Ben Bernanke first did QE in the United States. So this 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 incident this weekend, the numbers and the economic data, all of it paints a consistent picture. And if it's one that you haven't heard before, thank those like Ben Bernanke and Western Media who are more who pay more attention to painting a narrative and keeping to the narrative than reality. The Chinese have said this all along and Xi Jinping has been acting consistent with the message that he's been sending since his very first days in office when there was rumors of a technocrat princeling split back then too. So thank you for watching. I'm Jeff. This is Eurodollar University. Strange, interesting, um, disappointing times that we live in but understandable when you understand what the uh, what the actual monetary and economic system have been doing over the last 15 years or so. So check us out, eurodollar.university, if you're interested in more of the background, more of the uh, details, more of the study behind all of these things. And I'll see you again. Take care.